now the news on Munji. Delegations of deputies attending the second session of the 14th National People's Congress, China's National Legislature, have all registered for the MPC annual session. The session is scheduled to open in Beijing on Tuesday. The press center of the session says preparations for the session have been completed. Special representative of the Chinese government on Eurasian affairs, Li Hui, has begun the second round of shuttle diplomacy concerning the Ukraine crisis. Li met Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Mikhail Gluzin in Moscow. The two sides exchanged views on China-Russia relations and the Ukraine crisis. Dasha Chernyshova reports. The Russian Foreign Ministry says Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Mikhail Galuzin and China's Special Representative Li Hui held an in-depth exchange of views over the conflict in Ukraine. Moscow stressed that any discussion on the political settlements of the conflict in Ukraine should include Russia. And it insists that Moscow's interests and security concerns must be taken into account. The Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs also warned that any ultimatums to Russia would also only aggravate the prospect of diplomatic settlements. China's foreign ministry said in its statement that the sides agreed that negotiations are the only way to end the fighting in Ukraine. Beijing stressed that it has been already two years since the Ukraine crisis escalated, and it says historical experience shows that any conflict must ultimately be resolved through negotiations. Envoys from the United States, Qatar and Hamas have gathered in Cairo to discuss a six-week truce in Gaza. The discussions also focus on increased aid deliveries and the exchange of hostages. Meanwhile, at least 12 people have been killed in an Israeli strike targeting a residential building in the Nusrat refugee camp in Gaza. David Biller has more from Jerusalem. Israel had been expected to go to Cairo and join these talks, but did not send a representative. And we're told that is because Hamas did not meet its precondition from Israel, which was to answer two questions. Prime Minister Netanyahu gave one of them. He said he asked for a list of the remaining hostages who are alive in Gaza. And Israeli media have reported that the other question is how many Palestinian prisoners Israel would need to free for each hostage. Um, you know, their talks in Cairo follow uh, negotiations in Doha that Israel did join this week and Paris last weekend. We haven't had signs of real concrete advance since then. The deal they were discussing at that point was the release of up to 40 hostages for around 300 Palestinian prisoners, as well as a six-week ceasefire, during which time the hundreds of aid trucks that are needed to flow into Gaza each day could resume. A deputy foreign minister in Yemen's Houthi-led government has said the group will continue to sink British ships. Hussein El-Ezi posted the message on social media after the U.S. military confirmed that British-owned cargo ship Rubimar sank on Saturday. The ship was struck by a ballistic missile fired by the Houthis on February 18th. Several OPEC Plus members have announced extensions of oil output cuts into the second quarter to support the stability and balance of oil markets. OPEC Plus is an oil producer group comprising member countries of the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries and their allies. In November last year, Saudi Arabia, Russia and several other OPEC Plus countries announced voluntary production cuts totaling about 2.2 million barrels per day for the first quarter of this year. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has welcomed Southeast Asian leaders to Melbourne for a special summit. 
The 2024 ASEAN Australia Special Summit marks 50 years since Australia became the first dialogue partner of ASEAN. Albanese says the event will focus on boosting economic engagement between the two sides, accelerating clean energy transition, increasing maritime cooperation, and supporting emerging leaders. The Jakarta Bend on High Speed Railway, the first of its kind in Indonesia and Southeast Asia, has transported more than 2 million passengers in total. China Railway International Limited says the rail line has been safely operating for around 140 days since its official operation on October 17th last year. And that's the news. I'm Wenjie.